For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's time to get up and get going, South Coast. It's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang. It's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And uh, we've got a phone call here, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. How are you today? Good. How are you? You mind if I, uh, since it's September 12th, talk about September 11th for one second? Sure. Yeah, yesterday was an interesting uh, series of uh, shows on, uh, on WBSM, uh, culminating with Barry's show, which turned into the paranoid hour uh and i i kind of wanted to address it i uh i i called into barry early so i didn't want to call back but um there were a lot of people that were going heavily into the conspiracy theory of 9 11 um everyone had a different reason for it which i thought was interesting everyone had a different theory on how it got there which was really interesting so they were like literally you know, if you tell a story about the sun rising, people tell you it rose over the mountains, or it rose over the ocean, it rose. Over, it was really bizarre that everyone had very firm beliefs in in 9/11 being a conspiracy theory in general, uh, mostly concocted by the government, and mostly designed to either take our rights away or to destabilize the country or to financially destabilize the country. It just kind of went on and on and. <clears throat> it was really uh, actually disturbing at one point. I'm cons- I'm conservative, but I'm you know I take in a lot of different media sources like everybody does. But you also have to you know you, there's a lot of junk out there. Obviously, you've pointed that out before too. Um, and uh, yeah, I thought it was really interesting yesterday. <laughs> I had I had caught a little bit. I was um, I was traveling because I I just went home early, just too worn out. And um, as I was going home, I heard someone talking about you know the 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 pandemic and that being part of a um, a test to see how much we're willing to follow orders so that they can. And 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 I heard a bit of that, and all I could think in my head was like, do people really believe this, or is this just like because they wanna they don't like what happens, so they want to be in a, opposition to it, so they. Laugh Latch on to something that no, you can't really be a reasonable, rational person and believe those kind of things to believe that, you know, Democrats want to completely undermine the country and make it fall apart. Now, like These things just don't make any sense. You might not like the way the policies that they want to put in place, but their idea isn't to destroy America. It's to, to just kind of run America in the way that they think that it should be run. Yeah. And I think that when you look at 9-11 and all the things that happened, like, like just, you know, you compare it to, like, Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor was one attack, and it was pretty straightforward what happened. 
9-11 was a series of attacks, um, sort of coordinated but not coordinated, and it affected millions of people in the areas that it happened. And there were lots of videos and lots of – so, like, the like the amount of coordination – Hollywood couldn't put a movie on with that much coordination, not to mention the fact that some group of people started to think that, oh, we're going to do this thing in um, 9-11 – and then get all these other people to be involved. I mean, it's impossible. I mean, if it, you know, and I understand that some people, there's probably psychotherapists could figure this out, why people think certain things. Um, but at the end of the day is a lot of people said, well, this was a conspiracy to start a war. A lot of that had to do with our going to war in, in um, Afghanistan, or excuse me, Iraq or Afghanistan, which are totally different wars, by the way. <laughs> not the same, not even in the same place. Um, but, you know, you think about you know, there's a, when you, you were in history, there was this saying, remember the Maine, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was that was a battleship that was sunk uh, in Cuba, and that was, a, that was a call to action for war. Well, um, you know, later on they found out that it was actually, wasn't sunk by the Spanish or by the Cubans, but it actually was, a, a, it blew up by itself um, because it was run by coal. Or remember the Lusitania. So I, I think there's... If you kind of start a war, it's just easier enough to take a battleship or take a destroyer or a battleship and park it off the coast of where you want the war, sink it, and then just say they attacked us and then go in. You don't have to kill the, you know, you don't have to knock the towers down in the United States to go to a war. There's been easier ways to go to war. Right. So, um, anyway, you know, with the Gulf of Tonkin incident, there you go. You know, it is another one. But some of you it, know, it I, some of it, I think, has to be that. You know, there's there's probably something in the back of people's minds to think that it admits too much of a weakness that they're not willing to admit that a foreign entity, whether it be an individual, whether it be a government, whether you know, an organization like Al Qaeda, whatever it might have been, could could actually hurt the United States. So for them, it, it, the only thing that could hurt the United States could be the United States itself. I can understand some people that want to believe it for that reason because it makes them feel a little better to think that we're not susceptible to more things like this. But when you start looking at things like this rationally, I, ju- I just don't know how they go down some of those rabbit holes and also why they d- choose to talk about it on the day that you know, you're dishonoring the people who, who were killed as part of that by doing so. Yeah, that, that was why I was the most disturbed, because it's like, look, talk about it on the 12th, talk about it on the 10th, um, but, you know, going into a, a full-on flat-earth uh, society version of it, um, just to me was uh, was a little bit, uh, it was wrong. But, they, you know, people are talking about 9-11, and the, all the people, I'm sure, are w- wicked nice people, and that's fine, but, um, yeah, I, I, I thought the same thing. So. All right. All right, sir. Well, thank you for the call. Have a good day. And, uh, you know, and and obviously I'm sure Barry's just, you know, letting people kind of have their say because it's a day that is emotional for people and you want to have people be able to call in and and express their their feelings on it. But I can tell you, you know, let's go back to when conspiracies were, for lack of a better term, normal. And not everything had all of these kind of hidden agendas behind them. You know, I've been doing a show for a long time, Spooky South Coast. I know we're on hiatus now, but, you know, for a long time, we covered different conspiracies, the JFK, MLK, uh, RFK. Uh, We've talked about the secret space program, you know, the idea that uh, we sent astronauts to other planets and they've been sending their, their astronauts to our planet, all kinds of things like that. And, 
those conspiracies, some of them I think are, you know, just nobody could possibly be taking them seriously, right? But some of them I also think are, there's a lot of possible truth behind them. You know, the in the assassination conspiracy theories, there's a lot of questions to be answered. But it, it went from being something where you could ponder it and discuss it and 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 talk about these potentials, which is, you know, I took a course at UMass Dartmouth in political assassinations in America. That was the name of the course, taught by the late Dr. Philip Melanson, who really kind of used those as a way to teach critical thinking and examination. And yeah, we would pull on threads and not every thread led to something bigger. Sometimes you re realize that that thread was a dead end, but you kind of learned how to go through that process. And people have not really learned that process. They've latched on to what it is they want to believe. And even if they hit that dead end at the end of the thread, it doesn't matter. And the other problem with some of these conspiracy theories, too, is that it allows for other things to sneak in if you're not careful. So, for example, I always thought it was fun to talk about the potential of, you know, aliens and which, by the way, I don't really believe in. I don't really believe in the idea of extraterrestrials coming from another planet. Okay, I still will talk to people about it and hear their stories about it, but I don't, I don't have it convinced in my mind that that's something that actually happens. But it was fun to talk about, well, maybe aliens did come down and influence human history. Maybe they did, or whatever these aliens are, these ancient aliens, came down and influenced how we progressed as a society and, and helped us along a little bit, taught us how to build pyramids and things like that. But then you realize the other side of that is by crediting aliens for these advancements in society, you're discrediting the cultures that actually did that. You're saying, oh, there's no way those dumb Egyptians of that time could have built pyramids without aliens helping them. And that little bit of what's essentially an extraterrestrial version of whitewashing that little bit of fun in that conversation opens the door then for other more malignant theories to work their way in. So one minute I'm talking to somebody about, you know, potential secret alien bases that the Nazis knew about in Antarctica and used to their advantage or tried to use to their advantage. And, you know, just having a conversation with a guest talking about that. And then the next thing you know, they're talking about, well, of course, we all know the Holocaust never happened. Excuse me, what? Like, that was an actual conversation I had. Not on WBSM, on my internet show. But that was an actual conversation. That, that statement was actually made as part of a discussion on what was supposed to just be something about aliens. So that's where these things start to break down and get especially concerning. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. You know, with the state of affairs in Massachusetts, I think it's time that we added one half percent on top of uh, sales tax royalty, just a half of a percent. And that way, over a period of time, we can eliminate... Uh, all toll roads, and we'll be a toll-free state. Just a half a percent, that's all. Well, we have six and a quarter now, sales tax. 
add the royalty to it on every purchase, uh, a quarter percent of one percent, and uh, eliminate toll roads. The toll roads and tolls is actually a royalty in itself, and usually when the bridge or whatever is paid off or the stretch of highway is paid off, the royalty goes away. Ours never went away. We still got them. And uh, let's just add a royalty to the uh, sales tax and eliminate the tolls and we can move vehicles and things and all that. And and, and then how, how long until someone proposes adding back in a toll after that? Probably six months. <laughs> That's probably about right. Okay, thank you. All right, have a good day. And uh, yeah, that that's that's the problem is when you start coming up with alternatives to things that we don't like, eventually they bring those things that we don't like back around and now you're paying for the alternative and the thing that you don't like. Uh, because why not, right? If they can get away with it. Um, but going going back to the, to the conspiracy discussion, I mean, we had, um, there was a, a gentleman who, you know, no, nothing against him at all. Nice guy, uh, very intelligent guy, had a lot of great appearances on Spooky South Coast. I can't remember his name. But um, he would come on and he just happened to work for a publishing company that published books about different conspiracies. So we would have him, you know, send us guests for, for uh, you know, the JFK assassination or things like that. Um, he got us Jesse Ventura which ended up just not being able to happen. Something happened where Governor Ventura couldn't call in, but he he had lined that up to promote a book that uh, Governor Ventura had written about some conspiracies. And because if you remember, he had that TV show where he went and investigated all these, because God loved Jesse Ventura, but he believes every conspiracy theory. Like, I don't know if it's, if it's shtick. I don't know if it's just like the wrestling side of him just you know, falling falling into that trap and, and, and playing a character or what. But he believes everything. and uh, that But that show was highly entertaining because he would actually talk to people that would explain, you know, why things were or weren't true. Uh, but this person, and again, I can't remember his name. I think it was Ray. But he would pitch us like, oh, 9-11 is coming up. And we have a, an author who wrote a book about how 9-11 was an inside job and you should have him on on since you're going to be on the air on 9-11, you should have him on. It's like, no, it's not, that's not the appropriate day to do it. But then you also say, well, on, if you did a show on November 23rd, I'm sorry, November 22nd, you would do a show about the JFK assassination. Why is that okay? And it really is like, very fine lines that you really have no explanation as to why you'll cross one and not another. Except to say, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right on that day. Like if, if it was, you know, December 7th and somebody wanted to call in about all the mistakes America made in World War II, you might say, save that for tomorrow. And I think it's, it's, it's kind of the same with 9-11. A lot of us, of course, lived through it. We are now dealing with an adult population, a portion of the adult population that wasn't even alive. People who are now, you know, voting members of, of society who weren't even alive when that happened. So as time stretches out and, 
and gets further away from the actual event, maybe people will feel differently about it. But I think we're generations away from that point. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? How are you? Doing all right. Good and you. <laughs> anyway, um, talking about books. When is where is your book going to be sold? Your new one that's out. Oh, I haven't I haven't written a new one yet. I just have my two old ones. Oh. Uh, one of them is uh, we're going in the process of we'll we'll have it up on Amazon and stuff in the next couple of months. Uh, it's just it's the same book we wrote about ten years ago. We just now have the rights to it ourselves, so we're just going to uh, reprint it and put it up there on Amazon for sale. Oh, what's but the name of that one? That's called Haunted Objects: Stories of Ghosts on Your Shelf. But my first oh. book, Ghosts of the South Coast, is available everywhere. Like if you walk into CVS or Walgreens or something, yeah. they've got that bookshelf yeah. of local books that's on there. Oh, okay. Target has it. Right? Barnes and Noble. Yeah, I'm doing okay. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good. I'll be doing I'll be doing better Friday after they you know they take the last of it all out of me but oh jeez my brother had a problem with bladder uh, stones Oof. and they have to they have to blast them out yikes oh, God. yeah he gets them every once in a while but that's eating from eating, eating a lot of nuts and stuff like that but he still does but whatever. Well, I mean, they, they, they said that, uh, you know, protein, eating too much protein can be one of the causes of this, as I sit here yeah. drinking my morning protein shake, so. Oh, yeah. What if I started it, no? Well, it's, uh, the, the urologist said, I asked her, you know, is it this medication? Is it this diet that's causing this? And she said, no, these, these stones are definitely way older than you've been doing that for. But, you know, those kind of things will make you more dehydrated, so you just have to make sure that you drink more water. So that's why I've been chugging as much as I can. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm eventually going to float away. That's how much water I'm drinking. <laughs> I love water. So I, I don't drink soda or anything. I, I love water. I, I love it, too. I just don't know why I don't drink enough of it. I mean, if I'm going to have something to drink, excuse me, something to drink, I drink water most of the time, but I just I'm not drinking enough. And I guess... I right. guess it's because I'm not, I'm only drinking when I'm thirsty as opposed to drinking to stay hydrated. So that's where I've had to make the adjustment. They sell those real big, huge thermos. I don't know if you've ever seen those. My brother, my yeah, nephew, my nephew takes them to um, baseball when it's warm out and all that stuff. Those real big, big ones, you carry that around with you. <laughs> I, have, I have two of them that actually have markings on them of, of how far down in the bottle I should be by what hour. Oh, good. And I actually good, found good. that drinking that doesn't work as well as just having this little, you know, 17-ounce bottle that I just keep refilling. Um, I'm probably oh. drinking more water that way than I am if I have that big one in front of me because it's almost like it's telling you what to do, you know? <laughs> yeah, you get that right, yep. So. Well, stay, stay well. And, uh, yeah, look, I thought that, I thought you were having a, I may have drunk it, I don't know, um, the fright before Christmas, No. Oh, that's that's my friend Jeff's book. Oh, I yeah, no, that's that's I, I've seen that book. It is beautiful. I mean, that is a book worth grabbing I for people as a Christmas a, gift. Well, that's what I was looking for for my nephew because he, like, he loves to read. And um, where, where where would that one be? Um, one Barnes and Noble. I think I think it's already been released, so you might be able to get it already. But if not, just ask them for it, and uh, they'll put it on order for you. Oh, okay. All righty. You take care. Have a All right. Day. Let, me, let me know if you get it, what you think of it. Yeah, I will. I All will. right. Thank you Thank so much. You. Have a good See day. You Bye. You too, bye. Yeah, my, my friend Jeff Belanger has written a, a, a book called The Fright Before Christmas. It is a Christmas 
based ghost story book. And, uh, and he just happened to have some copies with him when we went to the Michigan Paracon. And, of course, we're stuck in the airport with that 14-hour delay hanging out. And he showed me the book, and it is beautiful. Uh, it has some fantastic artwork in it. It's, um, it's a hardcover book. It will be, it'll be something that if you give it to somebody as a gift, it will be a treasured gift. So uh, we'll have to have him either on this show or when Spooky comes back to talk about that because uh, Christmas ghosts are kind of the original ghosts. Uh, everybody thinks of Halloween and ghosts, but ghost stories were a big part of original Christmas traditions. All right, I got to take a break. We'll be back in a few moments. And we will take more of your phone calls at 508-996-0500. More of your app chat messages and open line voicemails on the WBSM app. If you haven't downloaded it already, what are you waiting for? Go to your app store. Type in WBSM. You'll find our app there. It's great to have for not only the ability to send us app chat messages or open line voicemails, but also to get breaking news alerts, to get live traffic and weather, especially with the potential for a hurricane coming up. You'll want to follow along with the weather there, as well as being able to uh, hear all of our great programming, whether it be live via the stream or later via podcast. It's all brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. Right now, though, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. Authorities say escaped murderer Daniello Cavalcante could be in the area of East Natmail, Pennsylvania. Police are searching the area about 30 miles northwest of Philadelphia and telling residents to shelter in place. Cavalcante has been on the run for nearly two weeks after escaping from prison in Chester County, where he was serving a life sentence for the murder of his former girlfriend. American scientist Mark Dickey is safe after being rescued out of a cave in southern Turkey. He had been trapped in the cave for several days and was more than 3,000 feet deep underground when he experienced life-threatening stomach bleeding. Officials had called the operation one of the largest cave rescues in the world. As it began, Dickey said he was said to be medically stable. The scientists had been helping lead an international expedition of the cave. Time is running out to avoid a strike against America's top automakers. The United Auto Workers Union is readying to go on strike on Friday if GM, Ford, and Stellantis don't meet demands on pay raises, pensions, and job protections. Up to 146,000 workers are set to walk off the job if they can't come to a new agreement, impacting production and increasing prices. One estimate says a strike lasting just 10 days could result in a total loss of more than $5 billion for the U.S. economy. Tech industry leaders will be on Capitol Hill this week to discuss artificial intelligence. More from Mark Mayfield. Senators will hear from Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, and others during a closed-door meeting Wednesday. This comes as Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has prioritized bringing lawmakers up to speed on the rapidly advancing AI technology. I'm Mark Mayfield. A popular sports book is issuing an apology over a 9-11-themed bet. Trey Thomas reports. For a moment Monday, sports fans were able to wager on a parlay called Never Forget. It had the New York Jets, the Yankees, and the New York Mets all winning. DraftKings received backlash and removed the parlay from its sports books. The company released a statement saying, We respect the significance of this day for our country, and especially for the families of those who were directly affected. I'm Trey Thomas. 
and the opening bell rings this morning after stocks finished higher to start the week on Wall Street. The Dow Jones Industrial Average rose for the third straight session as a rebound in tech shares helped boost markets. At the closing bell, the Dow gained 87 points to 34,663. The S&P 500 rose 29 points to 44,87. And the Nasdaq climbed 156 points to 13,917. In sports, the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees will play today after their game was rained out yesterday. First pitch is at 1.35 p.m. Weather forecast right now in New Bedford, it is currently 70 degrees and partly sunny. Today, it's going to be a little humid here and there, partly sunny with a shower, highs in the, seven, in the upper 70s. Tonight's weather forecast lows in the mid-60s, humid areas with fog, and tomorrow's weather forecast in the upper 70s with a couple of afternoon showers. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Tim wants to hear your voice this morning, even if you can't call in. Open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail he can play on the air. More Tim here on WBSM. I'm only happy when it rains. not be happy when it rains and that might be because your roof could be leaking and if that's the case well who better to call than precision window and kitchen i know right it's window and kitchen in their name but they do take care of roofs as well they can get your roof replaced they can get your investment and your family protected and it's one of the many great services that they can offer at precision window and kitchen it can be a roof replacement it can be window replacement. It can be doorway replacement. It can be a full kitchen or bath remodel. It can even be putting some vinyl siding on your home so that uh, you can go out there with the hose and just blast it all off to keep it clean rather than having to repaint and repaint and repaint over the years. All of these great services are all available from Precision Window and Kitchen. You can stop by their showroom at 1111 Acushnet Avenue in New Bedford and talk with them about some of the potential projects you may have in mind. Or... You can go to their website, precisionwindowandkitchen.com. You can find out more about the services that they offer, and you can sign up to have them come out and give you a free estimate. And one of the many great things about Precision Window and Kitchen, uh, aside from, of course, their expertise, their years in business, their knowledge and know-how, all of that, of course, is great and works to your advantage, but also they're the place that all the other guys have to go to to get the materials that they need because they have so much stuff on hand 
right there behind their showroom. They have a giant workshop area. They have another facility in the city where they keep things. So they've got everything that they need. They don't have to start ordering things. You don't have to wait weeks and months for stuff to come in. They can get the job done quickly and get the job done right. So check them out online, precisionwindowandkitchen.com, or stop by and visit them at their showroom, 1111 Acushion Avenue in New Bedford, Precision Window and Kitchen Incorporated. All right, 508-996-0500. That's our number. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hey, good morning, my friend. How are you doing? I was listening about 40 minutes ago. You were talking about your journey and the weight and your history and the health plot. Mm -hmm. And then you said twice kind of the same thing about um, keeping you accountable. Because of the radio, because of your Facebook, because of your other platforms you utilize, you may be inspiring or putting hope in someone's life that you've never ever met and probably never will. Well, I so hope so. When you say about people keeping you accountable, like your doctors or in the everything, it's important. But at the same time, when you're doing this, you're inspiring and giving people hope. I hope so. When I, I, hope, I you, hope. When I when I met you, I weighed 258 pounds. I went up to 264. I lost about 10 of my own, and I had a angina attack. And eight days later, I had a mild stroke. And that became my motivation when the doctor's sitting at the foot of my bed saying, you keep this up, you won't be around long. Yeah. So that was my journey. That was the beginning of my journey back in 2014, nine years ago. And as time has gone on, I go up and down. But overall, my, my, I keep my eyes on the prize for me, but I look at other people who are doing the same kind of things. And when I hear you mention that, that you decide to kind of get out of your way and take that risk and plunge into it and stick with it. That's exactly what I had to do too, my friend. So, And you just got to find the thing that works. You know, for me, nothing seemed right. to work, but getting on this medical weight loss program made the difference. You know, getting that little boost, that little start from the medication has, you know, that's really been what's made it so I can stick with it. If, if not, I don't think that I would have stuck with it. Even when Medica the doctor is telling me I'm diabetic, that didn't, that didn't do medication it, you know? Medication-assisted processes along with the support and have support of your friends. So it's a bit of a lot of different things, but keep up the good work on being Slim Tim. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, Bye-bye. Have a good one. And that is, you know, I am hoping that some folks do get motivated to, to try it. Now, it's it's not going to be for everybody. The program that I'm using, first of all, it might not be for everybody. It might not be the way that you want to approach it. Secondly, you might not get approved by your insurance for the medication. It's the, the, the medication that I'm using. It's called Monjaro. It's for people who are diabetic. That's what it was created for, but then they realize that it has weight loss side effects. And the FDA has not yet approved these drugs as weight loss drugs, but they're hoping to get that approval. But if you have diabetes, it's easy to get your, I shouldn't say it's easy, but your insurance is more likely to approve it. And because I am technically diabetic, gotten my A1C down quite a bit, just barely diabetic now. It, I think 6.4 was my last one. So, but that's why I was able to get it. If I didn't have it, I, I'm sure I would have been denied. 
And then the other part of it is it's getting harder to acquire it because so many people are trying to get on it. And we talk about the obesity problem in America and how so many Americans are obese, some morbidly obese, and that they just don't seem to want to do anything about it. But I think if you look at that, if you look at the demand for Manjaro, Ozempic, there's that other one that starts with W, I can't remember the, the name of it. But you see people rec- you know, wanting to get on those because they want to change their lifestyle. They just, and some people look at it and say, well, that's the easy way out. You're, you're taking a medication to help you with weight loss. That's the easy way out. It's not like the medication is taking the fat from my body and, and, and burning it off for me. The medication slows the digestion process to make you feel fuller. Like it slows the digestion process so you're not getting hit with too much in your blood sugar at one time. That's what it was designed to do. So it just slows down the digestion process so you feel fuller and that you don't feel as hungry and then you don't overeat. And I think that that's what a lot of people need help with is those those aspects of it. They want to lose weight, but yet they're, they've worked themselves in a position where their stomach is, a, is an empty void that they just need to keep filling. So even if they have the best intentions and they're trying hard, they've already put themselves behind the eight ball. So that's, that's what I've been doing with this. And I hope that it has inspired some people, even if you aren't doing it through medication, that you're just saying, you know what? It is time for me to do it as well. And it, is, it, is, it hasn't really hurt me in terms of what I want to do. I can still go to the places that I want to go and for the most part eat what I want to eat. I try to keep the carbs down. But while I was in Rhode Island this weekend, I went to one of my favorite restaurants two days in a row. And I had pumpkin chicken on the first night and I had prime rib on the second night. Two things that I would have normally ordered if I went there, but I just ate less of it. I didn't destroy an appetizer, the whole meal, and dessert. I got a couple of days out of each meal. In fact, I have more than half the prime rib sitting at my fr- sitting in my fridge. I'll probably have that for dinner tonight. It's just, it helps you. You know, they say everything in moderation, and this helps you with that moderation. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Tim, I'm not sure if you ever heard these ads on TV for these drugs that you're referring to, Osempic and Resenio and mm-hmm. Linsess and uh, Rebelsis. They spend about 10 seconds telling you how wonderful it is. Then they spend about 50 seconds giving you 40 reasons why you shouldn't take it. They give you all the side effects, yes, which my doctor went over with all of me before, uh, before I agreed to take it. Doesn't that scare the public? I don't think I want to take these drugs. So if you are scared, if you're nervous about some of these side effects that you hear about, what I would suggest is talk, you know, as they say in the commercial, talk to your doctor. But yeah, talk to your doctor about it because they can tell you the likelihood of some of those side effects. They can tell you if you have a lifestyle that might cause some of those side effects. So in my discussions, you know, the the side effects to be concerned about, the real serious ones were very, very unlikely. The very likely ones were that I would have nausea, 
when I first started taking it that I might have, you know, sorry if you're eating breakfast, diarrhea when I first started taking it. Um, and there might be some stomach pains. Uh, and I went through none of that. Even when they upped the dose from the original introductory dose of 2.5 milligrams to 5 milligrams, I didn't have any side effects whatsoever. So Yet the advertisers seem to go out of their way. Well, they, oh, they have to. kill you. This could do this. This could do that. I'm like, give me a break. They have to for legal reasons. Because if somebody does have that and they didn't say that in the commercial, then they could be found at fault. The same reason why McDonald's has to put, you know, caution hot on the side of a cup of coffee, even though we all know that it's hot. Right, but they don't go out of their way to, for lack of a better term, shove it down our throats. I mean, sure, the warning is there, just like the cigarette ads. Warning, Surgeon General, uh, this is not healthy. Uh, that I get. I understand those things. Well, I think this is just the way that they're required to do business. In order to be able to advertise these these um, these medications, they have to be prominent with what those side effects could be. Okay. Thank you, Tim. No problem. Have a good day. And, you and, too. And to note, too, that's, just, that's any medication that you see a commercial for. It, it's not just the weight loss ones. You know, there's ones about, uh, uh, what's the one? We have the commercial on here, Nothing is Everything. That's to help you with uh, psoriasis. You know, they have to say all the side effects of that, too. And that's that's just something that's helping you with a skin condition. But in those commercials, you, you have to hear them say, you know, do not take this if you are pregnant. Do not take this if you are nursing. Do not take this if you have this. Do not take this if you have this. This could cause this or this or this and possibly even death. Like, they have to put that out there because that's the way they're required to do business to be able to have these advertisements. Because if you look at the advertisements, the advertisements don't say what they do. Otherwise, like the advertisements for Manjaro, for example, because I've seen the commercials now that I know what it is, I pay attention. They don't say Manjaro slows down the digestion process so that you feel fuller longer. Manjaro is designed to help with diabetes, but can also be used for weight loss. Like they don't, they don't mention those things. They just show people living a happy life and throwing a football around and hugging their grandkids and walking, power walking with their, with their loved ones and all of that kind of stuff. And they're trying to sell you the lifestyle. And people say, well, that's because they're trying to just, you know, market a feeling and not a medication. And while that's true to some degree, the other part of it is because they don't want to just limit what it is that they're promoting with that drug. So they don't want to come out and say, this is, you know, Ozempic for diabetes. Monjaro for diabetes, because more people are using it for weight loss than they are for diabetes. But it hasn't been FDA approved for that, so they can't say that in the commercial. See, it's kind of that catch-22. So eventually, these will be approved, and then you might see a shift in some of those commercials where they start talking about the weight loss aspect of it. But again, you know, maybe I'm just a guinea pig. Who knows? 508-996-0500. Got to take our next break, and we'll be back in a few moments. And welcome back in. Say, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about a home that's for sale. Not around here, but it's an iconic home that's for sale, but at a big price drop. And maybe, maybe one of you might want to buy it as an investment, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that coming up. But right now, I'll tell you a good investment that you can make is getting yourself a new mattress and getting yourself a new mattress right now because the Whirly Beds Factory Outlet Labor Day event is going on sale now through September 25th. 
You can save big on better, more restful sleep. You can get up to 15% off any made-in-the-USA bedroom furniture in stock. You can get uh, 20% off select cooling pillows and mattress protectors. But the big, big deal here is you can get $100 off any style of made-in-the-USA adjustable bases, $200 off any ultra-adjustable bases, and up to 400 bucks off select mattresses in any size. So if you need to get a new mattress, the place to go is Whirly Beds Factory Outlet because not only will they make sure that you get the right mattress for the best night's sleep possible, they will also be knocking hundreds of dollars off the prices right now as part of the Whirly Beds Factory Outlet Labor Day sales event going on now through September 25th. Check out the Whirly Beds Factory Outlet. It's located on Pope's Island in New Bedford, and you can also check them out at whirlybeds.com. But I recommend stopping in, trying out one of their mattresses, seeing how they're made right there in the back, and getting that perfect fit for your perfect night's sleep at Whirly Bits. All right, got to take our final break of the hour back in a few. And welcome back in. I, again, I said earlier, I don't want to celebrate, you know, somebody getting hurt in the NFL, but I will say this, Aaron Rodgers' injury last night, four plays into that game, which could be a season-ending injury. That's what some reports are out there, that it could be a season-ending injury. That really does kind of open things up even more in the AFC East. Not only that, but also the fact that the Jets beat the Bills last night. And so that means that this Sunday's game is especially important for the New England Patriots. You can catch the Patriots taking on the Miami Dolphins this Sunday, September 17th. It is going to be a primetime game. Pre-game here on WBSM is at 520. Kickoff is at 820. And uh, all the New England Patriots acts, action right here on WBSM is brought to you all season long by Shooting Supply, by Primacare, and by D&J Enterprises. So every game in the AFC East is really going to mean something this year. And, uh, and you can see the Patriots in their first division action coming up this Sunday night uh, right here on WBSM. Looking forward to I love hearing Bob. And- For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.